Hey everybody, welcome back to the Affirmation Addict Podcast. Today I'm going to be explaining to you and talking to you about what a spiritual relationship is and how to open your heart to one, whether you are in a relationship but you're craving a little more intimacy or you're trying to manifest your soulmate. So in the relationship space, all of these tips and tricks can apply to you and I'm going to give you a little peek into Tom and I's marriage and what we do to keep our relationship spiritual, intimate, mindful, and honestly keep it fun all the time. And so I hope this episode is exciting for you, it's fun for you, and super inspiring. You're listening to the Affirmation Attic Podcast with Pyle Agarwal. This podcast will teach you about the power of affirmations while making manifestation easy and accessible for you in order to enhance your spiritual consciousness. Thank you so, so much for being here, and I'm so excited to dive into today's episode. Actually, wait, before we get started, I wanted to check with you. Have you heard about my new app? It's called Affirm It, and it's your one-stop shop for all things affirmations, manifestation, and self-healing. I really have been wanting to create something for you that truly empowers you to realize that you genuinely have everything you need within you. You don't need me. You don't need any other coaches. This app genuinely has everything you need to get that life that you've been trying to manifest. And it has gentle daily reminders, guided audio affirmations, sleep affirmations, affirmation reminders, and so much more good information, good energy, and so many things that I know will help you manifest your dreams. Because I'm so grateful for you, I'm actually offering you a free seven-day trial. And this is a genuine seven-day trial. That means you don't have to type in your credit card. You won't be automatically charged. There's no ads and you get complete access to the app as if you've already subscribed to it. So if you do want to learn more about the app, head over to affirmation-addict.com slash app, or if you're ready to dive in, head over to the iTunes app store and search for Affirm It. The Android version will be coming soon, and as soon as it's ready, I'll be sure to let you know. Now we can officially dive into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm so, so excited for today's episode because it's so close to my heart and something that I have been consciously working on through this time, especially during quarantine, especially while being a newlywed. And so I'm really excited to finally dive deep into this topic with all of you. So I'm going to break up this episode into two parts. I'm going to break it up into one, how me and Tom maintain and cultivate a spiritual and conscious marriage. And then the other part of it I'm going to talk to you about is how you can open up your heart. So first, I'm going to give you some examples and some tips and tricks from my personal life and what I have learned over the years. And then I want to kind of turn the hand to you and give you some ideas as to what I used to do before I met Tom in the beginning of our relationship when I had a lot of insecurities and things in that sort. So 
Starting off, Tom and I, just a little bit of a background. We got married in February of this year, so February 2020, and I am just so grateful that our wedding was able to go as planned. Everything was so beautiful and so smooth. It was so surreal, so divine, and I'm so thankful that everyone who flew all the way to India for us got home safely before quarantine and all of that, and so I'm just feel truly, truly blessed that our wedding was still able to go on because I know that was not the case for so many people, even so many people in my life. So firstly, that I think was just a huge sign that, hey, we have something super special that we need to really take advantage of and be grateful for that this was able to go on for us. So I want to share with you three different things that Tom and I are so passionate about in our relationship and we prioritize in our relationship, which I think contributes to us having such a strong and really healthy relationship because so many people look at us and when we first met, we were inseparable and we could not stop talking to each other. But to be honest, three years later, we're still like that and our parents and so many people will just mess with us and be like, oh, just wait till you're married, wait till 10 years, wait till four more years. And I really don't think that has to be the case. And so something that I really believe in is not listening to other people's relationships, not using other people's relationships as my own definition, because I understand and believe that I can create my own relationship. And I think that is so, so important in this world because Tom and I, we look at our parents, we look at our friends, and they have beautiful relationships, but none of them are perfect for us. And that's okay. And instead of looking at other relationships and saying, oh, that's how we're going to end up, we choose to say, you know what, we are going to do what we want. We're going to make our relationship our own. No matter what statistics say, no matter what the majority of people's lives are, if we can manifest everything we have so far, we can definitely manifest the fun and joy and the spark in our relationship just as easily. And so that's my first tip for you guys is to not buy other people's relationship stories. Do not look at your friends. Do not look at your parents. Do not look at movies and use that as your definition for a relationship. Look at your own, create your own. And that is what we have done. And I think it's worked out so beautifully for us. I feel more in love with him than ever, more secure with him than ever. And I know he feels that same way. So it's so, so special to know that that's possible after three years, after deployments, after the military, we've been tested in so many ways. And so I really do think that works. And that's been working for us. The next thing Tom and I have been really working on living by and embodying is choosing our relationship before anybody else. And this I know will come in handy and come more into testing in the future, probably when we have kids and such. But something I've noticed in a lot of the generation before us in their relationship was that once kids came along, once you got married, the commitment and the excitement and the amount of effort that one puts into their relationship really goes down a lot. And so something that me and Tom have been really working on is to no matter what put our relationship, both of us, before anybody else, before our friends, before seeing one of our parents, before seeing both of our parents, before doing anything, because it's really easy, especially after married life, especially when you're in that point of your relationship, when you are 
trying to balance both families, visiting families for holidays. I know how that goes. And trust me, we go through it too. So I definitely understand the kind of the tug of war between all of that. I understand we go through that just as equally. Um, But something that we have really been prioritizing, especially because we live in Arizona, both of our parents are here. Tom's sister is here. My brother is sometimes here. And so it's really easy to get caught up and spend all of our time with the people we love and care about. And now I'm not saying at all to ignore your family. I love our family. So blessed to have all of them in our life. And they all love each other and hang out all the time. So I know I'm really lucky in that space. But people have expectations naturally, right? So our parents have expectations, our siblings do, our friends do, coworkers, team members, everybody ends up having expectations. And in honor of pleasing those expectations, it's so easy for me and Tom and anybody to start pleasing other people more than we please our significant others. Because it's really easy because you see them all the time, you're with your significant other all the time, but we forget to make those moments special. And so That's something that I have really been trying to mindfully be doing more. And it's really hard because I don't see that so often. I don't have many examples of that. So I'm still working on defining and figuring out what that is. But my intention has very, very strongly been to prioritize us before anybody else, whether we're going on a trip, let's see what me and you want to do first, then we can decide if we want to invite other people. If we're going on a dinner date, let's put our phones away. And even if my mom is calling, let's just not pick up for just this one hour, because we always pick up for other people. So just setting those boundaries and putting each other first has been so beautiful. And it's been a challenge. It's not easy. And I think it really helps you understand and notice the way we prioritize other people in our life in order to please them. And so it really comes down to what makes you happy and are you doing it to please you rather than pleasing everybody else in your life. The second thing that I really want to talk to you guys about is remembering that we are one in our relationship even when we're not on the same page was so hard for me because for me disagreement was a trigger and it just meant that we did not agree and we were not equal disagreement for some reason was so hard for me to be okay with and it really took me a while and a lot of help from Tom to understand that disagreement doesn't mean we're not equal it doesn't mean we're not one and that has been something that's been helping me so much is Reminding myself that even if we don't exactly agree on something, we do things a little bit differently, that means that it's okay. There's nothing wrong in that. We're just being human. And it's a little simple, but it's such a big trigger for me. And I know so many of us are so similar. So I really wanted to share this with you is that whenever we do have a different disagreement or just difference of opinion for really irrelevant stuff, I still get triggered by that because I'm like, oh my gosh, we're not exactly the same. Are we not soulmates? Like my mind works in that way. And I'm sure you guys are with me on that. So I wanted to share that that's something that both of us have talked about often and to remind each other that, hey, even if we don't agree, even if we do things differently, we're still one. We are still connected. And that really brings me a lot of peace in our relationship. And this was super, super important for me when we were in long distance, when we were going through deployments where I didn't talk to him for five, six, six, seven days at a time. 
I didn't hear from him. I knew he was in the field. So those moments where insecurities would just creep up and crawl up, I would remind myself that we're one. He might not communicate with me the way I communicate with him, but that doesn't mean we don't, we aren't meant to be together. So those were really, really helpful reminders for me in our relationship. And the last thing and probably my favorite thing that we've been doing a lot, especially during quarantine, is creating rituals for just us. And this is variable for whatever you're doing with your partner, whatever type of relationship you guys have. But me and Tom both love just imagining the future, creating our future, manifesting together. We're both really into that. And I am definitely more so into it than him, but he's still really supportive about it. And so some of our rituals we do together are creating declaration jars, creating vision boards, and doing relationship conferences because that stuff is so healing and growth-oriented, and we both are really loving that. So it's been so fun for our relationship to just do things to make ourselves even better. We've both been the type of people who always want to learn and grow more. So that is something we do together, whether it's learning more about ourselves, about each other, about our relationship, or about something totally different, like a new hobby. We've been having a lot of different rituals for ourselves. And my favorite one by far is weekly date nights on the balcony. We have not successfully implemented this every single week, but we're working on it. And that's okay. And like I said, it's acknowledging that even if you don't have it every single week, even if you see someone on Instagram doing it every single week, and yours happens every three weeks, that's okay. It's not your job to compare your relationship. It's not your job to compare. Your job is to just acknowledge and appreciate what you have. So now I want to switch over to you. I want to talk about a few ways that you can open up your heart, whether you're in an existing relationship, whether you've just been healing through a breakup, or whether you are just completely single and trying to manifest your soulmate, or whether you just want to open up your heart and in no intention want to create a new relationship. You just want your heart to be a little more open. So I have a few tips for you, and these are all things I do to this day. These are all things I did before I met Tom. These are things that I did when I was at my lowest point in my relationship with Tom when we were going through our deployments. That was really, really hard for me to be across the world, know that he's in danger, and not hear from him. That was like the worst combination that I could ever go through. So I'm going to name three different ways for you to open up your heart. And the first one is to just be super honest with yourself about what you want. So this can mean a lot of different things. It can mean be specific about what you want in your relationship. What types of activities do you want? What types of feelings do you want to cultivate? What types of little flashes of images are you having in your head? No matter how small, silly, or simple they are, they're valid. And the more you can clearly express and honor that that is what you want, the easier it is going to come to you because you would need to feel proud that that's what you want. Don't be embarrassed about what you want. And so for me, what I used to do is in my relationship with Tom, I would just want to be together. It was so hard for me to just deal with the long distance. And so for me, my biggest thing to declare in our relationship was being together, spending time together, having each other in the same state, having each other in the same country, 
those were a lot of my foundational things. But before I met Tom, I would literally write out a checklist of the type of person I wanted. And it was insane. Physically, it was not what I thought. Um, I had limiting beliefs that I needed to date someone from my cultural background. So that was my own limiting belief. But quality wise, like kind, supportive, loving, into spirituality, he was all of those things and so much more. And I knew uh, the second I saw him that I was going to marry him. And so just be open with being super clear. Let yourself express to the universe what you want. Let yourself be so, so sure of who you want in your life that you allow it to happen. And if someone doesn't meet that, then trust it and move forward. Don't just be in that mode where you need a relationship so bad. Make sure it's the one that really is right for you. The second thing I really recommend doing is being more loving towards yourself. And I know this is the not the answer everyone wants to hear, but in the end, I do believe relationships and the most powerful spiritual relationships come from a strong place from within. This doesn't mean you have to be completely healed. This doesn't mean you have to be at an ultimate point of self-love. This just means shifting your attention to yourself. Because when I manifested Tom was the time I recently broke up with someone who I was with for three years and I realized it was not serving me. So I decided to do whatever I wanted for me. I went on so many solo trips. I went to Europe for spring break. I just did everything on my own because I could and I had no limits. And that is when I manifested him when I was at my freest. And so that's why I really believe in directing the attention towards yourself helps you manifest your soulmate, helps you manifest your dream relationship, helps you open up your heart because when you're more loving towards yourself, your heart can radiate even more. You can open up your heart chakra even more. Your heart center is ready to receive and give yourself even more love. I think it's really the foundation of law of attraction that the more you love yourself, the more love you create around you and within you. And the third thing I really invite you to do in this process of opening up your heart is question it. Ask yourself, what does it even mean? Why do I even want this relationship so bad? Or why is this relationship not serving me? What do I feel that's going to happen if I manifest this soulmate? Or why do I still keep thinking about this guy who hurt me so much? Question your own beliefs. Take a step back and take yourself out of your own situation and question why you feel stuck. I think in the area of relationships, most of us tend to feel super stuck because it's just love and we all just want more love. Hence, I recommended giving yourself more love. But when we're in the process, when we're dealing with arguments or we're dealing with different people coming into our life, trying to figure out if they're the right one or just trying to know what to do, what's next. We are so dependent, I believe, on manifesting relationships that I want you to question what that even means. Why is that relationship so important to you? Why is it more important than your relationship with yourself? And that's what I think helped me the most is realizing that no matter what, and this was even with my relationship with Tom, that no matter what, I'm always going to be with me. So I have to love me. And I realized that because yes, I manifested my soulmate. I met Tom, but that doesn't mean we didn't have issues the first two years. That doesn't mean 
I was perfectly secure after that. I think I went downhill for about six months in our relationship where I was extremely insecure, filled with anxiety, always doubting him. And that was my lowest point. And what really changed it for me was understanding that even he couldn't make me happy. Even he couldn't fill those voids because these voids are so, so deep fundamentally within us that only we can fill them up. Nobody can ever fill up those super deep voids. And we tend to look for those in relationships and relationships are beautiful. My relationship is one of my favorite things about my life and I love my relationship. But in the end, my relationship is what taught me to love myself even more. My relationship still made me do all that work. A lot of us have this belief or this mythical belief that Once we're in a relationship, once we have that boyfriend or girlfriend, life will be perfect and it will feel perfect for a little bit. But then the other fundamental limiting beliefs and childhood traumas and things that you still need to work through are still going to come up. So my recommendation is while you're in your relationship or while you're trying to manifest somebody, start working on those now. Start questioning what you think that relationship is going to bring for you now because you can't escape yourself. You can't escape your problems. You have to go through them. You have to heal them. And if you look at that with the lens of beauty and the lens of excitement, knowing that when you go through that, you'll be able to manifest even more. It is such a beautiful journey. And I'm not saying that it's going to be really easy. I know it's difficult. I've been through it and I still go through it. But what I really want you to remember is that relationships, it's a two-way street. That one person that you're trying to manifest, that one person who is going to be giving you that love, they can't solve all your problems. Only you can. And I need you to remember that when you're in this process of opening up your heart for more love, that your heart is open for love because of you it still all boils down to you. And I believe this with everything I do, that everything you need is within you. And even in relationships, everything you need is within you. The way you project in your relationships is the way you receive. The way you treat your relationship, your partner, your spouse, or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, that's the way they're going to treat you. Even if it's unconscious, on a subconscious level, you're still projecting onto them. So just remember, in the end, even in relationships, when there's somebody else in that relationship, it still boils down to you. So question yourself. Question your beliefs. Question, how can I be better right now so I can be even better in my relationship? And so I really hope these tips were helpful when I talked about me and Tom, what we do together, and also a few ways that you can open up your heart. These are all things that I have done and that I still work on every day. So I really hope this was helpful and just thank you so, so much for being here. I absolutely love you and I will talk to you soon. Bye. So how did you like today's episode? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. And before you leave, I wanted to just say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for spending some time with me. If this episode or any of my content has ever inspired you, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a review in the iTunes podcast app and just share this with someone you care about. The more you guys leave reviews and share this with people, the more I am able to create more content for you and that's what fuels me and keeps me going. I am so genuinely grateful for the time we shared today and until next time, I'm sending you lots of love and lots of healing energy. Bye!